Hi friends, happy Magical Monday. I'm TJ. And I'm Courtney. And you are listening to another episode of the Wish Upon a Sparks podcast. Yay. I'm excited that you're here, especially me. Courtney's I'm excited too. <laughs> I just sneeze like 12 times, I can't she's, breathe. She's a little stuffy. Um, Courtney, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about Beauty and the Beast, the Enchanted Christmas. Yes, this is a really fun movie. Um, definitely from like the, you know, you take it the uh, back in the day, you'd rent this from Blockbuster. It's you don't see this in theaters. It's a you know straight to VHS Disney um, movie, but um, it's a really cute story. It is for sure. Really yeah, cute story. Really cute story has all the uh, fan favorites, familiar favorites from the Beauty and the Beast movie, and um, it definitely checks all the boxes as far as Christmas, um, like nostalgia and magical um, feelings go. So we thought it was fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, without further ado, Courtney, why don't you dive on and do a plot summary for us? Okay. A Christmas party is held at the Beast Castle sometime after the Enchantress spell is broken, attended by almost the entire village. While reminiscing about the previous year's Christmas, Lumiere and Cogsworth get into an argument over who saved Christmas, prompting Mrs. Potts to tell the story. It flashes back to one year ago, not long after the Beast uh, saved Belle from the wolves. Uh, Belle anticipates the coming Christmas season as do the other servants. They reveal that the prince is against the season since that's when he was transformed into a beast and the enchanted rose was put under the uh, bell jar on Christmas Eve. Um, so basically, you know, he, around that time of year, on Christmas Eve, he was, that's when the spell over the whole castle was placed. Uh, to lighten his spirit, Bell teaches the beast how to ice skate. They are observed from the West Wing by Forte, a pipe organ, who is formerly the prince's court um, composer and does not want the spell to break. Um, he never wanted to be human again, which is really, really strange and kind of sad. He believes that he is of more use in his enchanted form as a pipe organ. He sends his piccolo minion, Fife, to sabotage their newfound friendship. Uh, that's the Bell and the Beast. Causing Bell and the Beast to crash into the snow. Then, when Bell makes a snow angel, the Beast sees his snow figure as a shadow of a monster. He roars, thrashes the snow, and storms off in a fit of rage. As Fife claims that Forte will be proud of him, the Beast stomps back into his castle in fury and depression. Despite, despite the Beast's misgivings, Bell decides to celebrate Christmas without his consent. Though the Beast gradually opens up to the idea with advice from Lumiere. Belle meets Forte in the West Wing and he suggests that she venture into the forest to find a Christmas tree, but he secretly tells the Beast that Belle is abandoning him. Forte then continues to manipulate the Beast under his mind control um, and sends him into a rage, destroying the Christmas decorations in the dining room and storming off outside to look for Belle. Um, Angel ornamentation decor oh angelique who is an who's like a christmas angel for the tree um cries after the beast had destroyed everything thinking it's hopeless bell and a few more servants find and chopped up chop the tree down but bell falls through thin ice and almost drowns um the beast intervenes and saves her in time though he locks her in the dungeon for supposedly breaking her promise not to leave as Belle is comforted inside the dungeon by the servants and Fife, who felt guilty for what happened, um, Forte tempts the beast to destroy the rose when a petal flutters beside the storybook uh, present Belle left him. The beast then has a change of heart after reading 
it makes him realize that all she wants is for him to be happy and let go of the past. He then frees Belle, giving his consent to celebrate Christmas. Powerless to prevent the inevitable, thinking that when um, human again, he would once more fade into the background. Forte, in a lasting attempt, attempts to use his powers to bring the castle down, thinking that they can't fall in love if they're dead. Very dark. Fife uh, confronts Forte and is revealed that the solo Forte promised him was all along blank, even going as far as to tell him that he's only second fiddle and that's all he'll ever be. Um, Beast then storms up to confront Forte, but by then um, unreasonable to obey him. Belle and the others reach the West Wing with Lumiere, Cogsworth, and Angelique. Uh, then they try to save the Rose while Belle joins the Beast in confronting Forte. Fife points to the Beast Forte's keyboard where he clambers up and pulls it away. So basically, Fife says if you take his keyboard away, he's powerless. Um, he removes Forte's magic abilities, and the Beast violently smashes Forte's keyboard. Forte then tries to pull away from the wall, causing him to come crashing down to the floor, killing him, while Belle comforts the devastated beast. Soon after the castle is repaired, Fife receives a royal pardon, and Christmas is celebrated. Back in the present, Mrs. Potts concludes that it was Belle who saved Christmas. Belle and the prince enter the court to greet their guests, presenting Chip with a storybook as a present. As Fife now the new court composer leads the orchestra. The prince and Belle share a moment on the balcony where he gives her a rose as a gift. The end. The end. Awesome. Courtney, what were your initial thoughts? Um, I think it's cute. It's like a cute little spinoff movie. Um, the songs suck. Yeah, the the, the in my um, opinion, yeah, it's not as good musically, but it's still it's still good. Yeah, it's still good. The characters are very strong, but that's largely because they're pulling from the characters, obviously from the original movie. Beauty and the Beast is one of. Is yeah, I think if this was like a standalone movie, it would flop. Yeah, for sure. Beauty and the Beast is uh, top three Disney movie like all time. Like it's 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 it put Disney back on the map in the '90s. It's incredible story wise. Uh, the original Beauty and the Beast is just incredible, and this movie is kind of you know carrying some of that magic with it, um, based on the characters that are in the movie. But it's definitely a straight to VHS film. You can tell. Well, yeah, it even says that it was released by like Disney's movie television theater thing so i think it did go straight to like home video yeah it's still very fun though and i enjoyed it i think the characters carried a lot of the weight that they're supposed to like lumiere and cogs were still really fun bell always amazing the beast always grumpy and fun um i thought the villain was cool um having a pipe organ as a villain in the castle was kind of cool yeah. uh one thing i'll say before we go into everything else i thought it was kind of fun that they filled in the gaps of um the beast and bell like getting to know each other a little bit with this Christmas story, because obviously in the movie, they kind of become fast friends over winter, right? Like she saves her from the wolves. And then all of a sudden they just, it happens quickly. And in the movie, the timeline, obviously they have to rush it along because you know, you can't, it's got to happen quick so they can get to the rest of the story and it happens very unclunky and it's very fun but this kind of filled in some of those gaps like okay maybe this happened around Christmas and you know kind of magical and it's kind of fun um, so which I thought was cool. So, um, and then I love the opening scene with like them arguing over who really saved Christmas and then they tell the story and then it ends with them all human again. 
Yeah. Um, you know, around the Christmas tree and uh, then they give the Christmas present to Chip and yeah, it's fun. Um, so without further ado, we can go ahead and go to our, our, our normal questions. Uh, who's your favorite character? Belle. Same. Belle's, Belle's always the main character. Yeah, Belle's the main character forever and always. There's not... There's not a movie that Belle's in where Belle's not the favorite character. Correct. She's always great. Her uh, personality's great. Her uh, personality's great. The way she tries to make everything better around her is great. She's just a great character all around. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, honorable mentions the Beast. He's always fun. Yeah. Um, Lumiere. Lumiere. Chip. Cogsworth. Chip. Mrs. Potts. Always super fun. I will say, I thought Angelique was a cool ad. The deco- the palace decorator. Yeah, but I need to look, because I also thought that... Let me see. Please hold. I'm holding. We're all holding. Oh. I don't know why I thought the feather duster's name was also Angelique. very similar voices they do but in the regular beauty and the beast they just have her listed as feather duster so Mm -hmm. maybe she doesn't have a name i don't think they ever say her name yeah interesting um least favorite character forte yeah that's easy i would agree with you forte is also my least favorite character Super evil. He tries to kill them in the end. Um, this is actually yeah. kind of dark for a Christmas Disney movie because Forte also dies. Yeah. Much like Gaston, I think, dies in the Gaston original. Gaston does it. Yeah. Die. Wild, right? Wild. So, yeah, least favorite character, definitely Forte. Um, I thought I thought his story with Fife was interesting. Here's the thing. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think this is a fantastic movie by any means, but it's definitely interesting. Yeah, it's for sure interesting. And I, I think I would definitely put this in like my, I would put this in our like, you know, Disney repertoire of movies we watch every Christmas because it definitely has some magic. We're watching it right now. Like we always put, we're starting to put movies on the background when we record and they're like decorating um, like a makeshift tree. Um, it's just, it's fun. Yeah. It's really fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's a bad movie, but it's really fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. All right, cool. What is your, uh, what is your favorite scene? My favorite scene... Is probably when Belle and Chip are going around the grounds trying to find a tree. Mm. And they all are kind of like sad and sucky trees. He calls them weaklings. Weaklings, yeah. And then like he's like, if we put an ornament on this, it's going to fall down or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's super cute. And I just think it's really cute. Anytime they're going around like decorating for Christmas, I think it's I think it's really cute. I like it a lot. Yeah, I agree. I think that Chip plays a... I like that Chip plays like a main role in this Yeah, movie. him He's and like, Belle like carry the movie. He does. Him and Belle are together the whole time. Um, Mrs. Potts also has a bigger role, which is fun. And then Lumiere and Cogsworth do, which is fun too. Um, yeah. But Chip's... I love that Chip's at the forefront. Um, very, very cute. Uh, I, I would agree with you. I think that scene's one of my favorites too. I also really like the ice skating scene with Belle and the Beast um, when she's yeah. teaching him how to skate. It kind of like plays into that like that theme, that song they play in the uh, original Beauty and the Beast. Like, um, there's something sweet and almost kind. Da, 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 da. There's yeah, like this, all this time. Yeah, this montage of like these things they're doing together. And that seems like it could have been one of the things that they did together. Um, they could have went... Um, 
like skating or something because like there's this whole thing where they're like playing in the snow and then they're you know reading together and then there's these all these kind of things and so I feel like that kind of plays into that you know as they're getting to know each other it's like this fun activity that they're able to do um, so I thought that was really cute and really sweet also least favorite scene though to go back to that the scene that we're actually watching right now where they present him with a gift uh, when he's like human before the enchantress comes and, and he's, he's like a total butthole to them he's like yeah he's really mean to them that's really sad but like the beast before he becomes who he really is is like very um frustrating and rude. yeah um, i agree scenes in general i thought this movie had a lot of really good christmasy scenes um Actually, even though I don't like Fife, I kind of like the pipe organ scenes. I think they're kind of animated pretty. I noticed that, like, Forte is animated differently than everything else. Yeah, he's almost like in a 3D animation. It kind of reminds me of the Paw Patrol animation, if I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, it is very strange. I can't get over it. Everything else is in that really pretty old school 2D that the original Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Forte is kind of almost animated like... um, not even like Pixar. It's like, uh, it's like Paw Patrol. It's only yeah. And it's like clay, almost clay slash like three D. It's weird. But yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree. I thought that was weird too. I, I just kind of let it go in the moment. But like, yeah, I think it's weird. No, it's weird. It's something I literally can't get over. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, before we move past scenes and characters, I like the. Th- I, I think that Fife kind of plays the same type of character as LeFou does in the original one. I kind of noticed that. Like, befuddled little sidekick who, like, is along for the ride and then actually... Really that he doesn't cool. realize he's doing bad until, like, he realizes he's doing bad. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, here's here, here's Fife... Or not Fife. Here's um, Forte right now. It's it's very weirdly animated. It's like metallic. No, that is Fife. That was Fife, but before then it was Forte. Um, yeah, weird animation. But, yeah, I, I think that Fife's a really cool character. Yeah, I agree. Um, a favorite song. <laughs> I don't remember any of them. Uh, they all are so terrible that none of them actually stick out to me. Okay. To um, be honest. They're not actually terrible, but they're not. I just think when you compare them to like Belle and Taylor's Oldest Time and like Be Our Guest, like all the classic Beauty and the Beast songs. Yes. It's just none of these are... I don't want to say good, but like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just meh. No, I agree. I, I don't think they're as terrible as you think they are or, or, or perceive them to be, but they're definitely not great. Um, they're not memorable. Um, no. But I do appreciate that they didn't just use the old songs. I'm appreciative that they wrote new ones for this movie. And, uh, you know, it's, it wasn't their best effort, but it's still nice. Um, I would say the movie without the songs is actually really good. The songs are the weakest part of the movie. Because the story is honestly not bad. No, most of these songs are actually Christmas songs. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of them are Christmas songs. Like, it has We Wish You a Merry Christmas and stuff like that. It has the 12 Days of Christmas, yeah. First Noel, yeah. Deck the Halls, but Silent Night, and Christmas Trees. Yeah. But yeah, the songs were maybe the weaker part, but the story is actually not half bad. No, it's not bad at all. Okay. Is this movie over or underrated? I think it's probably a little underrated. I think this is probably a Christmas movie no one thinks 
to watch at Christmas time. Yeah. But it's like the only Christmas princess movie. That I, yeah, I would throw this in there. Like, if you if you're someone like us, like we always we, we added it last year, but like we watched the Winnie the Pooh Christmas, and then we watched Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Yeah, like I would throw this in that. We watched Duck the Halls with Donald. It's like a Donald story, but like I would throw this in there with like that. If you want to throw on some like animated fun Christmas movies for you or for your kids or whatever, I would throw this in the mix, man. It's actually really fun. No, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. For what it is, it's super fun. Um, so yeah, I think I would agree with you. I think it's underrated. I mean, we we discovered this um, last Christmas, and um, when we watched it, and so we decided we would throw it onto the podcast this year because it was a fun movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it, it's it's just a really cool telling of a Christmas story around Beauty and the Beast, which is a <laughs> tale as old as time. Um, but yeah, it was it's super fun. So I would add it to your list if you haven't seen it. Definitely underrated. Yeah. Uh, what's a theme from the movie that you would apply um, or have our listeners apply to their every life, everyday life? Um, I think you just have to watch out who's actually close to you. Just because you've known someone a long time doesn't mean that the, what they're telling you and the advice they're giving you is actually like based in reality. Yeah, or based in sincerity. Yeah. Like for your own well-being. Yeah, I think a lot of times, like, we just go with what's convenient or what we know, and sometimes that can look like us being like the beast, being manipulated into believing something that's not actually factual. Yeah. Honestly, I second that. I think it's... You have people around you you get advice from your whole life and it, like sometimes you don't even realize you're giving you bad advice or that there's no. interest not in mind and then you wake up one day and you're like, wait a second. <laughs> I don't think I like what you're telling me to do. With no. Life. No. So yeah, I agree with you. Any other themes? Mm, I don't know. It's okay to celebrate what you want to celebrate. Even if people around you tell you that you shouldn't. Yeah. Belle just wanted a nice Christmas. She did. I also and everyone around her in the castle tried to tell her, no, the beast, the master hates Christmas. We don't celebrate Christmas. She was like, no, we're going to celebrate Christmas anyway. Yeah, it kind of hit a soft spot for me because I feel like, you know, my childhood wasn't very Christmas heavy. And like now Christmas is very important to me. And like, yeah, Christmas, there's a song. I think I mentioned it last week. I mentioned it again. There's a song called Love is Christmas. Um, the artist that I it's actually written by a different artist than the person that I listened to that recorded it but um, the artist that I that I listened to um, she recorded a great version of it her name's Rosie Darling it's really a cool version but basically it's like love is Christmas like Christmas is about love and being around family and friends and it's never too late to like start Christmas traditions and I love that no. you and I do this every year like we almost find like a little new Christmas tradition to do um like Disney has become a huge part of our Christmas traditions. Like I feel like we've made it a point to always go down at least once in December. Yeah. Um, when we're doing that more and more, like this last trip we just took, like literally we got back yesterday. It was super fun. Um, we have our you know Christmas our our uh, sorry day after Thanksgiving tradition where we trend tradition where we always get a Christmas tree and decorate it. Like I just think that Christmas is one of those seasons where like no matter what your past has been or who you're around, it's never too late to say. Hey, I'm gonna start a new tradition here. Yeah. You know? For sure. I think Belle does a good job of that in this movie. Agreed. Cool. Any other thoughts about this movie? No. <laughs> Lovely. This 
maybe our shortest episode ever. I mean, it's it's not a long movie. It's a short movie. No, I'm not mad about it. It's the okay. songs suck. A little short little episode. Do you want to... Um, why don't you tell our guests what we got going on next week? Next week, we have Santa Claus 2. We have guests coming back on Brian and Dorothy. They were on... Last year when we did the first Santa Claus, they're coming back for Santa Claus 2. Um, yeah, it's going to yeah. be a fun time. We're excited. It's going to be fun. And we got some cool stuff happening. This will be our uh, next week will be our last episode of, of 2023, 2023, which is kind of wild. Um, and so we'll have our January schedule coming out and our guests for that week or for that month coming out too. And then any fun things that we do. I want to say really quickly, Courtney and I have talked about this a little bit. So I think we're going to like change things up a bit. We're going to be doing a little bit more parks content and stuff like that. So be on the lookout for things like that. Um, you know, and, and just be ready for, um, changes up on the podcast. We, we love the movies and stuff like that, but we found that we really like talking about the trips too. And like how we experience the parks and the the resorts and stuff like that. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that kind of stuff next year, but we're still going to get you that great movie content that you like. Um, why don't you tell them where they can find us, Courtney, really quick before we wrap things up. You can find us on Instagram at Wish Upon a Sparks Podcast or at Wish Upon a Sparks. You can also email us at Wish Upon a Sparks at gmail.com. We are so glad that you stopped in to listen today on this magical Monday or magical whatever day of the week it is. We hope you're having a great holiday season. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and we hope that you're gearing up for a very Merry Christmas. Yeah. Have a great day, and uh, we'll see you next week for the Santa Claus 2. Yes. Goodbye. Bye, Bye friends.